Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camo wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com. I'm Dan Small. Today we'll talk with Huntworth Pro Staffer Shane Mowry of Bone Maniacs TV. We'll hear about Learn to Hunt programs in Wisconsin from Bob Knack of the DNR and get some tips for avoiding ticks this fall from tick man Dan Wolf. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, brought to you by Pappas Trading Post, southern Wisconsin's largest Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highway 14 and County Highway H. If you look for the two giant arrows on the south side of the highway, you can't miss it. You can also find them online at PappasTradingPost.com. And you hear this feature every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070, and anytime at all on our podcast on LakeLink, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. And joining us once again from the Trading Post is J.C. Chamberlain. Well, J.C., welcome back. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's good to be back. Well, the rut should be starting pretty soon. We had a little rain this week. Um, what's going on? Well, it's it's definitely go time. <laughs> um, you know, from what we've been seeing, you know, on the cameras and stuff, we had started to see a little bit of movement, you know, pick up before the big, um, you know, the rain and that warm spell came through this past weekend and. Uh, with the, everything starting to cool back down, things should really get back going good. Yeah. Anybody shoot a big deer yet? So far, none of us have. Uh-huh. Uh, we've had a few customers that have shot some good ones, so been hearing about a few more here and there. Um, not too many here in the last, you know, week or so. Just, I don't, I think last weekend especially, most guys weren't out hunting as much with that warm spell. We mm-hmm. were doing everything out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, even just before that, we had a couple guys bring in some, you know, pictures and videos of some really nice deer that they elected not to shoot or didn't get quite close enough. So it's definitely, they're they're up and moving, and, you know, I've seen a, a pretty good shift in some of the deer, you know, just on the farms that I can hunt where, you know, we weren't getting pictures of them all year, and now, you know, we'll get a picture here and there. And so it's it's definitely time for them to, to start sniffing around and trying to find that first doe. Yeah, well, and the young bucks, of course, are moving around. We've talked about this, um, I think, last week or even the week before. I've hit one. My son has hit one. A friend's son hit one. we got plenty of venison, but I actually haven't been out to hunt myself. So what advice have you got for somebody who says, okay, now it's time, i got to get out there. What should we be doing? Now's the time that I really like to focus, you know, on travel corridors. You know, if you're hunting in the evenings and, you know, food sources or at least trails, you know, adjacent to food sources. Basically, if we're hunting the does, you know, if the does are coming in, the bucks are going to be there to follow at some point. So, you know, it's just kind of a matter of getting the right place and fingers crossed that you catch one coming through. Some people say, boy, all I'm seeing is does, and they want to be where the bucks are. But really, this time of year, the bucks want to be where the does are, right? Yeah, I mean, this time of year, you know, I've had those cases where it's like seeing a lot of doe a lot of doe a lot of doe um sometimes you just don't catch them at the right moment you know usually if i'm seeing does i'm still seeing a lot of bucks i usually you know in that case a lot of younger bucks yeah 
but especially early uh, in the season here when they're kind of all looking for that first doe, you know, those big boys are, they're not far behind. Yeah. They got to be right there somewhere. Now we often talk about water, especially during the rut when bucks are running all day and, you know, plenty thirsty. You would be too if you were just running around all day. But all this rain now that we've had recently, I wonder if that's going to make a difference. Um, I don't know that it'll make a ton. I know like around here, you know, we got quite a bit there in that storm or at least, you know, a good half inch anyway. I think it's going to help fill up the water holes that are there, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of extra standing water as dry as things have been. I think we'll still see them hitting those water holes pretty hard here in these next few weeks for sure. Yeah. Okay. And I know in the past when I've asked you what time of day, you usually say this time of year, Man, whenever you can get out, and all day if you can, right? Yeah, it's that time of year when, you know, you could see them at the first five minutes of daylight. You can see them at noon, you, you know, or five minutes before dark. Still, usually those early morning, evening times are usually a little better um, as far as overall deer movement. But, you know, definitely throughout the middle of the day, that's when, you know, some of the best deer are actually killed is those, you know, 10 to 2 hours. Yep, yep. And what about practice this time of year? It's still smart to take a shot or two regularly, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I probably don't shoot quite as much as I should, but, you know, I still try to shoot, you know, a handful of arrows, if not daily, at least every day or every couple of days. You know, we've done all that hard work shooting in the summer and getting ready and, you know, really sharpening their skills. We want to make sure we maintain that, you know, to to some extent anyway throughout the season when we're you know we're putting in those long hours on the stands and stuff it's uh, really a good idea to still shoot you know every other day or so just even if it's a few arrows just to keep that muscle memory and you would also find out if there's something amiss with your equipment if you haven't been shooting it you're not going to know until you draw and oops something happens yeah it definitely is uh is good for that as well so if you get a peep that you know, for some reason turns, you know, whether it's maybe it's the first time that the bow has been exposed to, you know, extreme temperatures one way or the other, you know, once in a while you get a peep turn or something, and that's definitely a good way to find out if it, it has. And if something needs fixing, can you still get a quick turnaround from you folks? Oh, absolutely. Parts sometimes, you know, if it's limbs and some of the bigger items, it might take a little bit longer, but simple things, you know, peep twists, you know, new D-loop, that kind of thing, it's pretty easy. You can pop in usually within 20 minutes, half hour, you're out the door ready to go. Yeah, well, that's good. Well, any good stories? You say a few customers have shot some nice bucks or shown some, shown you some nice pictures. Can't say we got any great stories yet. <laughs> um, we've had a few, you know, where guys are like, oh, we're not seeing any deer, we're not seeing any deer, and then, you know, it's like turn around and two days later they've shot a, you know, 150-plus class buck. Just kind of one of those things, even though it might be going slow now, you know, it takes 30 seconds to turn things around. So yeah. <laughs> stick yeah. with it. Good point. Good point. Well, food plots. Now, the bucks are going to be looking for does, but is there any point in watching food plots now, the turnips and things like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's food there and that's, you know, what the deer are craving, definitely. This time of year, I usually kind of start to see those does switch from from the greens, you know, into the, the grain, kind of getting on the corn and stuff as that's coming off. 
definitely a really good place, especially in the evening, to intercept them, for sure. You know, it's like any time of the year, it's, you just never know. But if there's a bunch of doe feeding in a food plot, worst case, you know, you're going to get them cruising by, coming downwind of that food plot, and hope trying to get a sniff. So. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, the most of the ag harvest is in in some areas. Uh, beans are down. Um, alfalfa, all the alfalfa is either cut or... Or, uh, you know, it's not going to be cut anymore. Uh, some of that's still green. Uh, corn is, uh, in our area, a lot of it's already harvested. That's going to help yeah. concentrate deer a little bit. Oh, I know around here they're just starting, really, on the corn. Um, seems like everybody probably just, just about finished up the beans here this past week and mm-hmm. have been diving into the corn. And, you know, it should be a really good time to be around those, those ag fields. All right. Well, before we let you go, my usual last question, what are your hours? Uh, Open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturday, 9 to 5. All righty. Well, J.C., thanks so much. Good luck. Get out there now that uh, the deer are moving. Um, Next time I talk to you, I want to hear a story from you. (laughs) Well, I hope for sure that I've got one and a couple others from the guys around the shop here too because it's definitely time for us to get get out there and spend as much time as we can. All right. We'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. I look forward to it. All right. J.C. Chamberlain with the Trading Post on Highway 14 and County Highway H just west of Arena and on the web at PappasTradingPost.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham are open for business. And as we've been mentioning in recent shows, Michael Hupe will offer a $25,000 reward for the next anonymous tip that solves a homicide case in the southeast Wisconsin area. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved case, visit MilwaukeeCrimestoppers.com. Well, joining me once again from home in Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Jeff, welcome back, hey, and good Dan. to talk to you again. Yeah, Dan, it's always a, always a pleasure to be with you. Now, besides turning 40 last weekend and becoming a <laughs> certified old guy, what have you been up to? 
you know, Dan, just a little bit of time hunting some public land, trying to get used to that, you know, with the farm was gone and the earlier portion of 22 here. And so trying to figure out what that looks like to hunt public land and uh, quickly figuring out it, it'll be a little bit more of a challenge than sitting on uh, 160 acres of private land. I suppose, uh, but if you pick and choose and get in there on days when nobody else is, you still have opportunities. Absolutely, and it'll just be a matter of learning. Yep. And then you're hunting up north this weekend, I think? Um, actually, Columbia County uh, oh, headed okay. uh, a little further south, uh, oh. but a uh, little denser deer population there, too. Okay, well, good luck to you. Well, speaking of deer, I'm wrapping up production on Deer Hunt Wisconsin. This is, as you know, the annual TV special that we do and it's going to air on November 10th on Bally Sports North, Bally Sports Wisconsin, PBS Wisconsin, and Milwaukee PBS, and probably throughout November and December on the Wisconsin Community Media Stations. It's not a network, but probably 35 or 40 stations around the state that will pick it up and air it, and we're looking forward to that. And... For a little preview of what we're doing on this year's show, we'll go crossbow hunting with Monica Spaney of Accessibility Wisconsin, and I will say this, a successful crossbow hunt, so uh, that's uh, something to look forward to. And a young fellow, 15-year-old Connor Tollefson, shot a 178-class non-typical in Polk County last year. We've got him and his grandfather and the taxidermist and the scorer. Talking about that deer, that's the likes of which I've never seen. I don't know about you. Well, no, not at all. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, a big boy for sure. We'll talk to military veterans from the Fallen Out, Outdoors group. They are hunting enthusiasts, and they tell why. We've got a forecast for this year's hunt, as always. Some habitat management ideas from Mike Murphy. We've had him on both shows for a number of times. And we're looking at air guns as a possible weapon for big game. It's been proposed the last couple of years. Never made it out of committee, but I don't know what you think about it, Jeff, but I have seen these air guns and how effective they can be in the right hands at the appropriate distance, and I think it would be a good addition. It'd be interesting to see. They're, you know, we're not talking little kids' BB guns here. These things are pretty powerful. Yeah, 35 caliber. I've seen video of a steer, two steers actually being dropped at 85 yards with headshots and they don't move. So, you know, you put that slug on a deer at the appropriate range, say under 100 yards, and you should be able to take home some venison. And you might even see my recent roadkill that I've talked about and some advice for registering a roadkill. And by the way, my Explorer is still blinking with one headlight and... I'm hoping to get it in the shop next week, and with any luck, I'll have it back by deer season. Otherwise, uh, I hope there's room in those rental mini SUVs for a deer in the back. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> well, coming up, Bob Knack of the DNR talks about upcoming Learn to Hunt events and the new DNR webcast, Wanna Go Hunting. Huntworth Pro staffer Shane Mowry, he's the host of Bone Maniacs. He tells us about his Montana bison hunt at 35 below zero. And he was wearing some of that new Huntworth heat boost gear that you and I have, Jeff. Mm -hmm. And tick man Dan Wolf tells us why we should be concerned about ticks even now in the fall as well as earlier in the year. 
All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. You wait quietly, but you're getting impatient. It's been two hours and still nothing. You hear it. It's close. You see movement, but you sit tight because safe hunting is no accident. With all different hunting seasons open, your fellow hunters could be in a stand, on the ground, or in a blind. Do not shoot at movement. Be aware of what's in front of your target and what is beyond it. Wisconsin DNR. Adventures and memories. Enjoy Wisconsin's wild side. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. And joining us now is Bob Knack, the R3 Team Supervisor for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. And we're going to ask him what R3 is all about for folks who don't know. Bob, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to our network. Yeah, hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. And, and yeah, real quickly, what does R3 mean? And that's a popular buzz world at the national scene when it comes to uh, recruiting, retaining, and reactivating hunters, anglers, trappers, or even recreational shooters. And so you could apply the R3 terms to any one of them, but I simply say that we are promoting hunting, fishing, trapping, and shooting here in Wisconsin. 
All right. And speaking of hunting, most of our hunting seasons are open now, and experienced hunters are out after deer and turkeys and small game and waterfowl. But for folks who might want to get into hunting and don't know how to get started, you've got some great programs. Yeah, we really do. And, you know, Wisconsin is a national leader in, in a lot of these things that we're trying. And, and of course, many people are familiar with the Learn to Hunt program. And we have learned to hunt for a variety of species, and in many cases, those programs are led by volunteer instructors or people associated with organizations that are passionate about whatever the species might be. So there's a lot of those opportunities, and you can find those on the DNR's Learn to Hunt webpage. There's a calendar of events there. And one of the challenges, of course, with those programs is that they are in limited in capacity, so you might be able to only accept the first 15 or 20 people that sign up. One of the things that we tried to do to address that is provided a Want to Go Hunting webinar series, and we've done uh, four. I think we have one more planned for this fall that are intended for an audience that is maybe thinking about giving hunting a try and just doesn't know where to start. And so uh, this that series kind of takes them from beginning to end and you know, we hope that people benefit from that and, and give hunting a try. I think I mentioned to you before we started recording here that we have a young fellow who works for us doing a lot of our farm work, and he's gotten into hunting in the last uh, year or so. He got a deer with us last fall. He's got two turkeys this spring. He's done several of these Learn to Hunt courses, and he tells me, boy, they do fill up fast. I get the announcement, and I click on it, and uh, sometimes he's on a waiting list, and sometimes he gets in. I guess they're really popular. Yeah, they, they really are. They do fill up fast, and uh, one of the things that you know I'm looking forward to here in the future is building our capacity uh, with staffing that will allow us to provide more of them. Right now, we, you know, a lot of those programs are provided in the Madison or, or maybe the Milwaukee area, mostly because we have staff that are located there. And again, the intention is to expand that across the state and try to fill in those gaps where maybe we don't have or haven't offered a lot of programs in the past. They're great for people that want to get into hunting, and of course, they can pick the different species. So they might choose to do all of them, from pheasants to deer to turkeys to small game. So there's lots of opportunities out there. And what does a typical learn-to-hunt program involve? It's a couple days usually, right? It can be a couple different things. And, And again, another thing that we're experimenting a little bit with, I think traditionally... Learn to Hunt programs are a multi-day event, and so by state statute, they are required to have four hours of classroom and or field activities before an actual hunt that might occur over, over the course of a couple days. But another, another area that we're, we're working on is, especially for people that have completed a hunter safety education course already, they know how to safely handle a firearm. Those we're able to do in more of a one-day event. And so I know um, our, our three coordinators are providing some of those in the, in the world of learning to hunt squirrels and small game. They're, after a, a quick introduction and some discussion about equipment, you know, they, they do uh, uh, head out to the woods and, and try to do some squirrel hunting as well. And then typically they show, the instructors show how to process the game and uh, maybe if they're fortunate enough to bag something, uh, people end up taking some meat home. 
Yeah, of course, you know, that's a big part of hunting, right, is securing your own meals in wild game. And so, yeah, that's always a part of every program is what to do with the animal after the hunt, how to, uh, you know, properly care for that animal. And so it provides great table fare that you can share with your friends and family. You have some programs coming up this winter, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, we're, our team is working hard, and, and of course, we're coming out of the, the health pandemic restrictions for in-person meetings and whatnot. And so this fall, we've offered a number of programs, and we're now thinking about winter programming. And so what are some things that we could do to uh, take part in the winter hunting activities that are available to us? And, and it's not only hunting, it's fishing as well. And so um, we're planning some learn to ice fish events. A few other things that are on the list include learning to hunt squirrels. Of course, that season goes through February. Same with rabbits. We've talked about providing a few programs on uh, learning to hunt rabbits, either with or without dogs. You know, going out with a pack of beagles can be a really <laughs> entertaining and enjoyable experience. And so we're thinking we might try to do some of that. And then learning to cook wild game. Wintertime, it, it's too cold to be outside. Of course, it's always a great time to be cooking the game you harvested that fall. So we're thinking about programs like that. And then the final one that uh, we've had a lot of success with and interest in this fall already is learning to butcher your deer. We've provided three of those programs, and they were met with a lot of interest, and, you know, waiting lists of people that want to take part. And so we feel that we can continue to offer those through the winter time here and into the future until the interest wanes, but that seems to be a lot of demand right now. Well, great. And then, I suppose, spring turkey, you'll have some uh, events for turkey season as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and learning to hunt turkey programs in the spring are very popular. Not only the ones that are being coordinated by the DNR, but our conservation partners out there and, you know, the Rod and Gun Clubs uh, here in Wisconsin really get behind learning to hunt turkey programs. I think they're relatively easy to, to coordinate and, you know, really uh, enjoy teaching people about that style of hunting. So those are really popular. All right. Well, and people can learn about these opportunities on the DNR website on that Learn to Hunt page, correct? Yep. Just go to the DNR website and, and do a keyword search, Learn to Hunt, and there'll be a link to an events calendar there with the name of the event, location, somebody to contact about them, and then how to register. So it should all be there for you. All right. Well, Bob, thanks so much for taking a couple minutes out of your busy schedule to tell us about these programs. And I know a lot of listeners already take advantage of them, and perhaps more will in the future. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Happy to be there. Bob Knack is the Recruitment, Retention, and Reactivation R3 Team Supervisor for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources. The website, dnr.wi.gov, has a Learn to Hunt page. If you just type in keywords Learn to Hunt, you'll find all the information you need on these programs. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Joining me now is Dan Wolf. He's the originator of the Tick Ease Tick Remover tool. Uh, it's a quite a handy tool. I've had one for years. I've sold them at many sports shows, as some of you, I'm sure, know, and I'm sure some of you have bought them from me. In fact, we just used ours the other day when uh, one of our cats came in with a big tick on its neck, and we took care of that. Uh, his website is TickEase, E-A-S-E, dot com. Well, Dan, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Well, it's a pleasure to be back, and I really appreciate you having me on. Hopefully we can uh, talk about some good information that your listeners can use regarding ticks. I hope so. Now, most people think of ticks as a spring and summer problem or early fall problem. We are into mid to late fall now in the upper Midwest and where you are in the Northeast, but it's been warm, and we actually, as I mentioned, we found a tick yesterday on a cat, and they're still around, aren't they? They actually are still around. More specifically, they're actually bat. And just given what I know about the tick's life cycle, when I talk about ticks, I'm talking primarily about the deer tick, which is the worst offender when it comes to getting people sick, particularly with Lyme disease. Right. So their life cycle, it's a two-year life cycle. So the most active time of the year will be uh, early spring through about mid-summer, and then it kind of tails off and you know, we had a really, really dry uh, summer here, very warm up in the Northeast. And so that, you know, coupled with the natural cycle of the deer tick, kept activity extremely low, which was great. But now that the temperatures are cooling down, the ticks are emerging as adults in the fall. We are starting to see some very, very high levels of activity. As a matter of fact, I pulled two off of myself last week and one off my dog yesterday. So we are really starting to see a resurgence of the adult female, in particular, deer ticks. The males typically are not going to be much of a problem this time of year, but they will be mating. They may die. The females will get pregnant, finish their meal, drop off and lay thousands of eggs for next spring brood, so to speak. So these are the ticks that we have here in the Midwest as well. Uh, we have wood ticks as well. I haven't seen one in a while. But your tick remover works on any kind of tick, right? Oh, yeah, sure. It, uh, all species of ticks, all sizes, levels of engorgement, and in, in most areas where they tend to bite on your body. I've, I've removed nymphal stage ticks from my inside my belly button with the, uh, with the tickies <laughs> tweezers. Yeah. Uh, on, on two separate occasions. But you know, ticks, they don't just latch on where it's easy to see and find. They try to go to those deep, dark crevices, which, unfortunately, most of us have experienced. Yeah, and they can cause all kinds of trouble. We have talked about Lyme disease in the past, but what else can these ticks carry? Well, it really depends on the species of tick. We primarily, in, in my area, and I believe in your area as well, have the dog ticks or the wood ticks. Those represent more of a nuisance than anything else. I mean, they can carry Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever. In my area, it's extremely rare. It's more prevalent down south. They don't typically carry Lyme, but they, they can be a nuisance. And of course, regardless of what the tick may or may not be carrying as far as germs go, you do want to get them off carefully and safely. The second type of tick that we talk about, uh, and it's been getting much more notoriety lately, due to the fact that it can cause an allergy to red meat, which is terrible, and pork as well, is the Lone Star Tick. And these ticks are spreading northward and, and all over the country right now. We're 
starting to see them here in Massachusetts, although they've been established in small areas for a number of years now, but they are really a challenge when it comes to dealing with ticks. And the Lone Star Tick can carry something called ehrlichiosis, as well as this alpha-gal syndrome, which causes your body to react to uh, a mammalian protein that's typically found in red meat and pork. So it, it's really a, would be a tough one for me, and I'm sure all of your your hunting listeners to get something like this because you know I I hunt because I, I like the camaraderie, but I also like to eat what I hunt, and I'm sure most of your listeners feel similarly. That's the second kind of tick, and they typically do not carry Lyme disease as well as the uh, the dog tick. But the, the last one, which is, again, the worst offender, is the deer tick. And they can carry upwards of a dozen or even a few, few more than a dozen types of illnesses, anything from bacterial, viral, and parasitic type of infection. So you really got to be careful. And one of the worst ones out there, which is... Again, it's extremely rare, but we have noted a couple of fatalities, at least in the Northeast this year, is something called the Powassan virus. And what's really bad about this one is that it can be transferred very rapidly within minutes, as opposed to what some think the Lyme disease pathogen is transmitted in a much longer period of time. So even if it was true that it takes a day or so for the Lyme bacteria to get into your system, you got to worry about a bunch of other ones, back there, like I said, bacterial and viral, as well as uh, parasitic. So they all have varying transmission times. So best to get the tick off as quickly as you can and as properly and safely as you can. Yeah, and you have on your website some information on uh, identifying ticks and, and what to do if you do get bitten. Back to the Lone Star tick, it's pretty easy to identify that one, right? That's the one with a white dot in the middle of its back. Uh, that is true. That's why they, that's how it got its name. Sure. However, the males do not have that dot. But oh. they, are, they do look different than the, than the deer tick because they're a little larger, they're kind of reddish in, in color uh, over their entire body, and they look a little bit more symmetrically round as opposed to kind of the typical oval of the deer ticks. But yes, the females will have that white dot right in the center of their abdomen on the top. Yeah. Well, enough about tick ID. They're all bad guys, uh, some worse than others. You have a new product out. Your tick remover tweezer double-ended tool has, has been around for quite a while, but now you have a tick kit. Tell us what's in that. Well, I wanted to take tick removal to the next level, so to speak. Working with some of my partners here in Massachusetts, well, in New England in, in general, primarily the University of Rhode Island as well as the Tick Report Tick Testing Lab, formerly out of University of Massachusetts, we've really taken tick removal, again, to the next level. And what was really the issue is that I kept getting calls from friends and from even strangers who got to me through my website. They said, I just found a tick on me. What do I do next? This kit will help you identify the proper steps to take and what to do next so that you can minimize your risk of exposure and get some more information, helpful information that can help you and your doctor in case you do start to get symptoms of tick-borne illness. And so what I decided to do was just create this durable kit. It comes in a hard case. It's got a lanyard. You can throw it in a pack, your beach home, your lake home, or in your uh, hunting pack and all that stuff. And it is waterproof. It does float. So if you're fishing and you drop it in the water, it's not going to sink and be gone forever. 
and it comes with a bunch of different things inside, including the original Tiki's dual-sided tweezers, plus a magnifier, plus some containment bags with places where you can write information on if you do decide to send it in for testing. And it comes with antiseptic wipes as well as antibiotic ointment. And the most important thing is the waterproof instruction cards, which will tell you step-by-step, step, as easily as you can communicate it, what to do. So how to remove a tick from yourself, how to remove it from animals, how to submit an image of that tick properly to the University of Rhode Island for their free uh, tick ID and, and risk assessment uh, program called Tick Spotters. And this is really helpful because it really disseminates some information as far as what type of tick it is, how long was it feeding, what stage of life is that tick, where did you find that tick, and what diseases are trending in those particular areas using data collected from tick tests. And based upon all that information, they can assign like a low, moderate, or high risk factor for you. And based on that risk factor, you can decide what to do. You can talk to your doctor. You can get a prophylactic dose of doxy if you want. If you believe that that works, it's fine. It's not going to hurt you. And then if you decide to get it tested, there's a registration information on the last card that will tell you how to go to the tick report lab and register that tick and get it sent in. And it also will save you $5 pretty much for life if you use the promo code TICKIES on those test submissions. It takes its soup to nuts, and it's a premium kit, and it, it goes a little bit beyond what you might find out there or that you might be able to put together yourself. Well, it's very handy. I've got one right in front of me. You sent me one to, uh, to look at, and folks, it really is exactly as Dan described. Uh, it's got a little uh, seal on the, on the lid so that if I drop it in the water, like you say, it's not going away. Uh, the cards are very clear, and the information is clear. And the tweezers is exactly the same tool that I've been familiar with now for a number of years. So how do we get one? You can reach out to me either by phone and place a phone order. Um, you can call me Tick Man Dan, and that number is 855-TICK-READY. It's not necessary for the last D-Y, but if you punch it in, it'll connect. Uh, so that's TICK-READY, R-E-A-D-Y. And you can also, uh, it's much easier just to go and order online at the website, which you mentioned was tickies.com, T-I-C-K-E-A-S-E.com. And you have a bandana, which um, is, is something that you wouldn't wear yourself, but you can put on your dog to keep ticks off the dog, right? Well, it's perfectly safe for humans and children and oh, dogs. Okay. Uh, it's not recommended for cats, but I would wear it myself. It just doesn't make sense to wear it up around my neck when most ticks that get on me and most people get on down low and travel up, and they're probably going to find a place to bite before they get to the bandana. Because the thing about it, it's treated with permethrin, and it's licensed from my partners at Insect Shield, which makes great products. They have an EPA-registered application process, which compares to none as far as the uh, efficacy of it. And it will last 25 washings. I use it on my dogs, and that's why I went with the partnership with them, because I believe in the product, and it does work. But one important thing to note, it's an added layer of protection, not a replacement for your current flea and tick preventative product. Got it. Well, Dan, we got to let you go, but thank you so much for the information, and we will send folks to your website, and let's hope that we can keep everybody safe from ticks and the diseases they carry this fall. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me and everybody out there. Tick care. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Dan Wolf of Tick Ease. His website is T I C K E A S E dot com. You can learn more and buy his products on that website. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. The fall colors are here. Plan a UTV cull ride on the Blue Ox Trails. Hike ATV or disc golf to the top of Kai's Peak for a gorgeous vista. Or drive the 33-mile Rustic Road number 74 and fence through the National Forest. For an easy one-mile waterfall hike, try LaSalle Falls. For a more rugged hike, Breakwater Falls is best. For more info, stop by the Visitor Center or go to exploreflorencecounty.com. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the disruption camel pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Huntworth Gear is high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. It's available at Blaine's Farm and Fleet stores, including a new store in Grafton, Wisconsin, and on the web at HuntworthGear.com. And joining us now is Huntworth pro staffer Shane Mowry. Shane is host of Bone Maniacs on CarbonTV.com and now on broadcast TV in Canada on the Wild TV network. Well, Shane, welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. It's been a while. Yes, it has, Dan. It's, uh, it's always a pleasure to come on and chat with you. Well, it's good to talk with you and a fellow Huntworth pro staffer. Bone Maniacs is a TV show that maybe not too many of our listeners have heard about. Tell us about it. 
Yes, I've been around, what's the old saying, the Coons age. Yeah. <laughs> now, I just was able to turn my passion into a full-time job here that's been going on strong and continued growth. And, and uh, that's hence the reason that we went on over to uh, Wild TV Network over in Canada. One of the main reasons is uh, is I get to hunt on a lot of provincial lands and the tribal lands that's here in Idaho, Montana, and then up in Alberta and Saskatchewan. It just made sense for us to just broaden our spectrums a little bit here with bone maniacs and, and continue our journey. One of the beautiful things about hunting in Canada is we don't have to wait for once-in-a-lifetime tags, so <laughs> that's always a plus. That definitely is a plus. Now, there are many, many outdoor shows, a lot of hunting shows on TV and online and YouTube and everywhere. I don't need to tell you that, but how does oh your show how does your show differ from others? You know, Dan, hopefully I don't lose any followers on this, but I don't care. I'm real. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I speak my mind, and when I'm out there doing it, all the mishaps, all the misfortunes, and and just you know raw and real. You know, I don't I don't sugarcoat anything as as anything shouldn't be. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're just we're just out here in the mountains of Idaho, and then the PNW, um, and wherever you know the good Lord to take me, that's where I'm at. Uh huh. Okay. Well, how about some hunts that you've got in the works for? that we're going to see on the air fairly soon. Uh, there are one or two you want to highlight? Yes. One of the reasons of putting some of these series, which is the new documentary series, over on Wild TV is one of the hunts that I got to hunt with the Assiniboine, and, which is the Nakota tribe, and the Gravon tribe over Fort Belknap uh, over in Montana. And uh, I've, I've taken a few bison, you know, in my time, but uh, this one's a little special. Um, I got to hunt, you know, right where the, the native bison belt once were. And the bison that I took was actually a less than a, as a crow's fly, uh, a mile away from where um, uh, Chief Joseph surrendered. It was just a great hunt. It was uh, a lot of documenting, uh, a lot of talking with the elders, and just giving a lot of history of the tribe. And I don't think you can get any more Americanic than the, the American bison. And one of the things that uh, really stood out, and I had no intentions of going there to kill, but uh, it was a new world record with uh, with a trad bow. So uh, it's, uh, it was kind of a spe- special hunt for me. We got it recorded there with Pope and Young, and I'm just waiting to see my name in the record books. <laughs> well, it's hard to top that. My goodness, a world record bison. Um, have you got some hunts planned now that you haven't had a chance to do yet? Yeah, so uh, I pretty much wrapped up my uh, summer and fall season for here in the PNW. I got to got to take a couple of bull elk with with my compound bow there, bear archery uh, here in Idaho and over in Oregon. And now I'm I'm just going to be uh, strictly focused on a lot of hunts that are uh, with my hounds. So uh, I got a few um, hunts that's lined up over in Wyoming, and I'll be hunting over to Garrett Ranch, which is going to be another documentary film. That homestead has been around uh, for, I think, about 165 years, I believe, is what uh, Ty was telling me. So we're going to go over there and um, learn about the cattle and how they drive and, and everything that I don't know about cattle. <laughs> so, And uh, we're going to be doing um, lion hunts over there. It's, uh, it seems to be a problem and, and just go over, the, go over the history that they've had to over you know, the past several decades of dealing with 
uh, the predators that, that kind of hinders their way of life, you know, as far as, you know, the offspring of, of, uh, of the cattle. So, uh, that's, uh, that's what I have geared up and coming up for, um, the next couple months, uh, along with Utah and here in the home state of Idaho. So, uh, we're just going to be running hounds for the, oh, probably until first of March. I'm kind of tagged out, Dan, on the big game animals of everything that I had budgeted out this year. Well, that's a nice problem to have, but it looks like you've got some exciting adventure coming up, and that'll keep you busy. Well, yeah, if my, my legs can handle it. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, that's what horses are for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, you mentioned uh, an acronym there, uh, TMW, PMW. I didn't quite get that. Oh, oh uh, the PNW, uh, Pacific Northwest. Ah, Okay. Yeah, everybody up there understands it, and we here in the Midwest, what is the PNW? All right, we got it. Well, it's kind of like the UP. When I first heard the UP, I was kind of like, um, I'm not trying to sound ignorant, but what does that mean? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, and, and the Upers speak a special language, and I, I say that with great love and respect because I have a lot of friends who are Upers. And I would imagine that PNW folks have their own way of thinking and talking, too. We really won't go into all that, but, you know, it's a different world over there. I can agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now, we are both Huntworth Pro staffers, and I've got a box of Huntworth's new heat boost gear that I'm just waiting for cold weather to try out. But you've had a chance to use it already, haven't you? I have. Uh, I can't speak the language that Neil speaks with all his phrases, but I, I tell you, it's it's some of the best gear that I actually it's the best gear that I've ever had on in cold weather. And I've I've had some some cold weather out in the plains on that bison hunt that I had in Montana. It was thirty five below zero. Oh. Uh, it was cold. It was snowy, and I had the heat boost on. My entire body was warm, except for my face and my beard, because I had ice on it. And uh, you'll get to see some of that on some of the footage that's coming out or that when that's aired on Canada Wild TV. But I can't say enough good about the product. So I think you're going to be really pleased when you put that on. And I know you guys get some bad weather up in that area, too. Yeah, we do. The winter before, we had 49 below, and that's without wind chill. And then last year, we, we had a mild 38 below one morning. And it warms up into the five ten below by noon, and it feels balmy when it when the the weather warms up that much. But that's pretty cold. Oh yeah. Well, you need quality gear at that point. You hear, and a lot of times you hear on these forums, you know, like, what's the big deal about camo? The big deal about camo is, is comfort and comfort and comfort. You know, so we need that when you're out there in those elements. Absolutely. Well, before we let you go, uh, anything else you want to tell our listeners about your show or about Heat Boost? No, I think uh, I think this is all about Huntworth, you know, and I think everybody needs to, to go out there and check out the Huntworth gear. The quality that they get for the price, I think it's unbeatable. All right. Well, Shane, thanks so much. We can't wait to see that bison hunt on Wild TV. Thanks, Dan. It's always a pleasure. Shane Mowry, host of Bone Maniacs. You can watch him on CarbonTV.com and on the Canadian Wild TV Network. This was brought to you by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. Available at Blaine's Farm and Fleet Stores and online at HuntworthGear.com.
I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Flow has made world-class recreational and utility trailers for 40 years, and the industry-leading innovations keep on coming. Choose an all-aluminum UT model or CargoMax, the only utility trailer with a molded polymer bed, integrated sides, and an engineered aluminum frame. With either one, you'll know you don't have just any old trailer. If a new trailer is on your mind, check out floeintl.com. Flow trailers, where the rubber meets the road. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. The fall colors are here. Plan a UTV color ride on the Blue Ox Trails. Hike, ATV, or disc golf to the top of Kai's Peak for a gorgeous vista. Or drive the 33-mile Rustic Road number 74 and fence through the National Forest. For an easy one-mile waterfall hike, try LaSalle Falls. For a more rugged hike, Breakwater Falls is best. For more info, stop by the Visitor Center or go to ExploreFlorenceCounty.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. 
They've got winter, winterizing supplies in stock, or they'll even do it for you. You can check them out on their Facebook page or website for more details. We're also brought to you by Huntworth Gear at High Tech Camelware at a price you can afford, huntworthgear.com. If you happen to miss our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, you can always watch it at milwaukeepbs.org. And I mentioned Deer Hunt Wisconsin at the beginning of the show. We are working on that. We will have it up and ready by November 10th. But you can watch last year's shows, if you like, at on YouTube on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. Everything that you've heard on today's radio show can be listened to over and over and over again. If you want, you can go to lake-link.com, go to the outdoor radio page. You can download this show and past shows, and uh, you can even follow Dan and I on social media throughout the week. Follow Dan at Dan Small Outdoors. Follow me at Hardwater Jeff. You can binge watch us if you or binge That's listen right. to us. Binge listen, I, yes. You think anybody does that? I don't know. I I don't know, Dan. I don't want to stick my neck out too far. Yeah, I, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, I could listen to one or two episodes of somebody's podcast, but I don't think even ours, which is a brilliant and well organized and very informative podcast, if I say so myself, I don't think I'd want to listen to more than two in a row anyway. Sure. Well, some, um, notes from the DNR. There was a public meeting scheduled this past Monday, October 24th, and we learned after we had recorded the show that that's been postponed to a December date. So if you showed up at Lakeshore Technical College looking for that event, then we apologize if you got the info from us. Uh, you can just go to the DNR website, search for Lake Michigan Fisheries Meeting, and they'll tell you when and uh, how to register. The fourth webinar in the Wanna Go Hunting series that Bob Knack mentioned is live on November 2nd at 7 p.m., it's also available online afterward. The keywords on the DNR website for that are learn to hunt. And there's a Keep Wildlife Wild poster contest open now through February 17th. It's open to all 4th, 5th, and 6th graders. Details on DNR on the DNR website, keywords Keep Wildlife Wild. Uh, Jeff, is that something Robert might want to try? Is he an artist? Uh, yeah, maybe. It would be Josie that really likes to do the art stuff. Yeah, so a couple more years she can enter. That's right. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. You can also purchase his CD, Anglin Wayne and the Trollers, with our theme songs. You get a line and trolling home to you. And if you Come up to Tony, Wisconsin on November 5th. You can see Warren live along with the rest of the trollers, and they'll be performing at Brad Bowen's 6th Annual Muskie Ball and Hoot Nanny. Uh, details on Brad's Facebook page, Brad Bowen on Facebook. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. The moose's nose And the heron Is fishing On one cold leg When the loon cries lover In the blue north wind I'll be trolling home My wrist gets a little chilly 
on the gunnel When my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure When the worms go dry In the coffee can, honey I'll be 